Coming up on this edition of the Cougar Insiders Podcast, we're going to break down this BYU-Utah game. We're going to talk about the matchups. We're going to talk about the importance of this game to both Utah and BYU. Who would it hurt the most if they lost? We'll break that down and also talk a little bit about the importance of this rivalry nationally and put it into perspective as best we can on this edition of the Cougar Insider Podcast. Welcome to the Cougar Insider Podcast. I'm Dick Harmon, economist for the Deseret News, along with beat writers Jay Drew and Brandon Gurney. We're working hard to give you the latest in-depth coverage of BYU. Jeff Call, a regular on the podcast, has a conflict today, and we'll miss him. We'd like to welcome a new sponsor for the podcast, Mr. Mack. The best in dress selection, Mr. Mack will be with us all season long. Well, gentlemen, this is the week. A lot of build-up, a whole summer to build up, a whole year to build up. And the BYU-Utah rivalry is upon us. It's kind of exciting to get things started, but it makes it even more exciting that it happens to be this rivalry game that so many people care about. Who has the most to gain, though? I mean, Utah is riding high. National pundits are giving them a chance to to really be in the Rose Bowl, to win the the league uh, championship. They've got a lot on the line to to have an undefeated season because it can pay off for them big time. But if they lose to BYU, they still have their goals there. And a loss uh, by BYU, it could be really devastating because they put so much into it, Jay. Yeah, you know, uh, Lee Corso on uh, game day Saturday picked uh, Utah to play in the national championship game against Alabama. I mean, I've never seen a year where one team in the state of Utah has gotten so much preseason hype. Um, I think Kyle Whittingham will do a really good job of handling that. I think uh, maybe suppressing it a little bit. He'll have his guys ready to play Thursday just because it's BYU. The question, who has more to lose? I think you got to go with with Utah just because of all that hype, all the uh, expectations, all the so-called advantages that they have over BYU in terms of recruiting and talent and and this and that and Pac-12 money, and you could just go down the list. And so my simple answer is Utah has more to lose. However, BYU has put itself in position because of all the talk, all the preparation, basically freely admitting that this game is huge for them. And then there's obviously the eight-game losing streak. So BYU has a lot to lose as well, but I think Utah has the most to lose. Brandon, I I think that Jay hit it well. Kyle handles these things very well. He's very good at doing it, but he's at his best when he has an edge and saying, hey, it's us against the world. Circle the wagons here. Chip on the shoulder. Nobody respects us. Nobody's giving us a chance. We need to to get together on this and win. He doesn't have that stick to dangle in front of him, not for this week and maybe not for this season. What he has is last year's game, and uh, a lot of Utah players, you look listen to interviews coming out of the camp and just knowing Kyle Whittingham's uh, personality, they're probably looking at it as kind of a loss coming back, that, that they know they were outplayed and they really don't want that stigma and uh, that motivation, I, I feel, could be a really big deciding factor in, in this outcome. As far as uh, uh, who has the most to lose, I would disagree with Jay. I think it's absolutely BYU. Um, Utah loses this game. They still have something to play for. They still have a Rose Bowl they can go to, a Pac-12 championship. BYU loses to Utah. What do they got? 
I, it, it, it's 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 the continuing frustration with independence is that it's so front loaded that it really is all or nothing in September. And, and yeah, it's going to be nice. You can validate against some weaklings at the end of the year and go to the Hawaii Bowl, but it's not really a narrative that that BYU fans want. They want something else. Uh, the program needs something else. They need something to change because it, it's just kind of feels like it's been mailed in for the, for every year in independence. So beating Utah would be absolutely enormous, and it needs to happen. And they're going to continue to lose out on in-state recruiting. I go by these high schools. It is really uh, jaw-dropping just how coaches regard BYU as opposed to when I started doing this. And that narrative has to change, and it starts with beating Utah. I, I just think BYU has lost a lot losing this game for eight straight years, and, and and they need to put an end to it. They need to change this narrative and what BYU is perceived to be and what it is, and it starts uh, on Thursday against Utah. What will this game really boil down to? You know, in my mind, as I watched over the last uh, the winning streak that Utah's had. It seems like turnovers. BYU's just turned the ball over, over and over and over again. That Las Vegas Bowl, uh, what was it, five turnovers in the first quarter. They get behind 35 to nothing. Uh, the pick six last year with Zach Wilson when BYU had a lot of a momentum. But turnovers here, turnovers there, fumbles, pick sixes, uh, a, a special teams touchdown by Utah. It just seems that if BYU holds on to the ball, it makes a huge difference in this game. And if you look at it, really, there's only been about a four-point difference for one possession at the end of the game and the difference between a win and a, a loss. But, Jay, what will this game come down to? I think it'll come down to the trenches. I know you just mentioned turnovers are huge, but I just think BYU will need to run the ball. They ran the ball effectively against Utah uh, last year, over 100 yards, one of the few teams to do that to the Utes. Um, I think it'll just come down to that physical in the trenches play. And if BYU can run the ball, I think they can stay in the game. I'm not saying they can, even if they run the ball well, they'll win. But if they can at least have some ball control, keep the ball out of Tyler Huntley's hands a little bit longer, and then stand up for four quarters and do that in the fourth quarter just as well as they do in the first. I think that's what it's going to come down to is just who who's going to be able to run the ball better? Both teams get really conservative in this game. Yeah, they do. And Brandon, I, I think BYU is far more prepared to do what Jay says this year. Last year they had a third string converted linebacker in Matt Hadley. Played very well. Had great vision. Had some good yards. 64 yards rushing. Um, that's more yards than Washington got with an outstanding back in the playoff game that Utah had with Washington. It's more than any USC back, uh, any of the USC backs had against the Utah defense. But I think uh, Jeff Grimes has really done done a good job in creating creases and holes, getting technique and attacking defensive lines. We saw it at Wisconsin. We've seen it over and over again here and there in bits and pieces. I think BYU's run game is elevated, but uh, what do you think this game will come down to? What, what, what really is the crux? Turnovers is such an easy answer, but it really is the right answer. Uh, with games like these, uh, you look at just what it's come da- down to in past years. Turnovers have been enormous in, in just about every year, and I would add special teams. Uh, BYU just has not had any advantage advantage with, with kicker, kicking and punting, uh, hardly at all. And, and this year, man, what we're hearing about Jake Oldroyd is just this kick can do anything. <laughs> they can put him out there, can make any field goal punting, and I think that could be a big turn for BYU in, in that maybe they could... E- 
not just equal what Utah brings in its kicking and punting game, but maybe even surpass it, I think it play a huge factor in, in the in the ultimate outcome of this game. We want to welcome this new sponsor we have, Mr. Mac. It's the sale Mr. Mac customers waited for. Buy one suit at two ninety nine and get the second for just one dollar. That's right, just buy one for two ninety nine and get the second suit for one dollar. Mr. Mac will be breaking this ad on TV on September the first. However, to this podcast, they will be in the stores and available now. Beat the rush and get the best selection. Mr. Mac, buy one suit, two ninety nine, get the second for one dollar. Mr. Mac has free alterations on site with tailor shops in all nine stores. Hey, and don't uh, forget to tell them that Cougar Insiders sent you over to their store, Mr. Mac. You know, let's break down the matchups here. You know, there are a lot of matchups going on all over the field in this one, but I, I really got to think, and I credit Utah, Cody Barton and Chase Hansen, they were tremendous playmakers for that defense last year for Utah. They were all over the field. Maybe the best tandem in the Pac-12, definitely one of the top three or four in the entire nation. They're gone, and Utah seems to reload often, but still, there's an experience, uh, you know, kind of a... Uh, a metric there that you have to build into a first game and people replacing them. And, and if BYU runs the ball well and attacks the middle of the field uh, with Matt Bushman and with passes out of the backfield of these guys to put pressure on those uh, those linebackers that will be stepping up, it could be maybe something to look for for BYU to get success. Jay, how do you see, what, what matchups do you see in this game that you'll have your eye on that you'll, you'll see that are, are really critical? If there was one that favors BYU, and I'm anxious to see if uh, Brandon disagrees with me on this one as well, I think it's BYU's tight ends against Utah's linebackers. I think it's Matt Bushman against, you know, Utah lost a linebacker right before the season camp started. Uh, The Penn State transfer decided not to play anymore. But I really think Matt Bushman, Moroni Laulu Pututau, if he's ready, uh, Joe Tukuafu and others can maybe, maybe that's a place where BYU can exploit uh, Utah. Um, As far as uh, matchups on Utah's side, uh, I just think that Utah defensive line is really impressive. And some of these guys could have gone to the NFL and they came back, Bradley and I, uh, among others. And I think that's where Utah probably has the advantage. I think BYU is going to find them ru- running against Utah very, very difficult. Brandon Gurley, I don't know if you want to argue with Jay or disagree I, I, with no, him. I, don't or... want to, I, I just want to add to Jay's argument because that's really good. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Marquise Blair, second round draft pick, strong safety. I think you missed that guy. <laughs> I, I, that just kind of adds to it. Just the loss. Of, Chase Hansen was the best player on the field last year. Utah doesn't win that game without Chase Hansen, and replacing him effectively, I think, is going to be a big thing. Well, he's the one that took out Matt Hadley. Matt Hadley was having a great yeah. game. He was giving them trouble. He and he didn't do it on purpose, like a lot of no, BYU no, no, fans are whining about. Chase Hansen is as clean as any kid you'll he, ever meet. He's a so. great young man. He would never anyway. do that on purpose. But Matt Hadley came out for his, uh, in the backfield a screen pass. He got the ball. It was blocked really well, and Chase made a super play on tackled him, hurt his, hurt his foot. But they were having success against Barton and Chase Hansen. And the offensive line was doing very well against a great Utah defensive line. And, and that defensive line's coming on back. I think BYU's bigger up front on the offensive line, Jay. I think they're stronger than they were last year. I think they have more height. They have more choices. They have more depth. They've, they're going to play seven or eight. They're going to go double tight sometimes with two extra blockers in there, and they're going to try to test Utah's defensive line and put pressure on them. Leaning on them all game long and having some substitutes that are of quality that can come in as as Utah rotates their defensive linemen, too, is going to be a great thing to watch in this game. Yeah, and I think you know we haven't acknowledged the, uh, the fifth-year transfer running backs. I mean, that's one of the biggest things I'm looking forward to seeing, not just this game, but all year, is Tyson Williams and Emmanuel Isupka. And, and uh, 
if BYU can block for them, those guys are good. We've seen enough of them, uh, those guys, and heard enough from other players about how the, how good they are, and then throw in Lopini Katoa. So I think that's another matchup that uh, you know BYU's running backs against Utah's front seven will be very fun to watch as well. You know, we do a, a newsletter, uh, Cougar Insiders. You can get that if you go to DeseretNews.com and uh, look in the uh, top right corner, Newsletters, and then uh, pick the Cougar Insider newsletter. It comes out every Tuesday night, and it's free, and all you need to do is Give your email and sign up, and it'll be delivered to you at 8 o'clock every Tuesday night. Uh, that's DeseretNews.com newsletters. Uh, gentlemen, this this rivalry has caught the attention nationally of a lot of people for many, many years. You've got the Iron Bowl, Auburn, uh, Alabama. You've got the Bedlam Series, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. you got you got the backyard brawl with Pitt and West Virginia. You've got all these rivalries that go on, and this one does rank up there because not only the intensity, but the way things are culturally in the state of Utah. Um, and then these games have been close. Generally, you know, Utah's been the superior team talent-wise, but they've been close. Most of the times in the, st- the streak, they have been very close. But where does this rivalry rank in your mind, Jay, with the national uh, on the national scene? I would say it's probably in the lower half of the top ten. I wouldn't put it up there with Auburn, Alabama, Michigan, Ohio State, and some of those. It's a little too petty for me um, with all the kind of the – sniping back and forth and the trash talking and all that. Uh, And the focus sometimes is lost that it's actually just a football game. But for entertainment value, it's right up there, especially, you know, I've been covering the Cougars for since 2008, and and there's only been one game that was really a, a yawner that w- where the outcome wasn't in doubt in the fourth quarter. So always a fun game to watch, Intention, intensity is high. So it's, uh, I would say it's top 10, but maybe not one of the very, very best. And uh, do you disagree or disagree? I It's hard for me to assess just how it is compared to other rivalries, just because I haven't been in and around those rivalries. But what I do know is I, as I left the, pra- the, the Lavelle Edwards Stadium on Wednesday, after we did interviews, there was a, I don't know, he looked like he was about 60 years old gentleman on a Harley riding by, and he had the biggest Ute flag you'll ever see. And he was just happening to, to ride by, right, while, while BYU players were leaving, honking his horn, staring him down. And I love that. I, I mean, come on. Some guy takes the better part of his afternoon to drive by with a gigantic U flag to, to intimidate BYU players. I guess that's what he, he was trying to do. I love stuff like that. I never want to see stuff like that go away. And, and I just love it for, for that reason that it means so much. I mean, look at Utah. They won eight in a row, right? They're in the Pac-12. I, nothing's gone wrong for this program, yet this rivalry's still there. Uh, it's still there. It still means a lot, and, and, and that's why I love about it. Well, they shouldn't, they shouldn't stop it. They shouldn't not play it. They shouldn't take a year off of it. This is a real rivalry. It's a lot of fun to cover. Uh, we've seen some great football games, uh, great outcomes for BYU coming out of this, going back to the, what, 4th and 18 with uh, Austin Collie. You go back to John Beck and, uh, or, uh, and Johnny Harleen. Uh, you go back all the way to Brandon Dome. I mean, you look at all the, the great games that they had. This shouldn't go away. And if you talk to these players, to a man, they will tell you on both sides, one of the funnest games that they ever play uh, in in their entire careers. All right, gentlemen, let's, uh, let's put it on the line here. Uh, University of Utah is favored by Las Vegas oddsmakers, about five points to beat BYU. Jay, what's your pick? I think those guys are pretty smart. I think BYU has a chance. Uh, I cover BYU. I don't want any emails and angry letters, but <laughs> Utah just is just too good. They're number 14 in the country for a reason. I'm going to go Utah 31, BYU 21. 
And Mr. Gurney? I think it's going to be closer than what Jay thinks. I, I, I could see B-Way covering the spread, but I think Utah's going to win the game. 30-27 to 27, uh, seems about right to me. But I'll tell you what, the more I look at this game, the more I like BYU's chances. I, I think most opening football games are really a crapshoot. You don't know what's going to happen. Everything you count on sometimes does not happen. I do th- like like Utah's chances. I think that they're strong. They've, they've earned this reputation over the course of many seasons. They've recruited really well. Their talent pool is depth. I do think that BYU's got to get more respect out of this, though. I, I, I can't really go with BYU uh, mentally uh, and intellectually, because of the the things on paper, I will pick uh, Utah to win twenty eight to twenty four. Uh, but I think that BYU definitely could win this game. Well, gentlemen, thanks uh, for being a part of this. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Cougar Insiders podcast. We'd love to hear from you through email at cougarinsiders uh, at deseretnews.com. And please subscribe or download the podcast wherever you find it. We're working hard to deliver the most up-to-date information on BYU sports, and we'd love to have you join us. A big shout-out to Mr. Mack as our sponsor. Tune in for great Mr. Mack promotions and sale information all season long.